Let me tell you about my Power Up programme. An hour and a half with me and accountability later. It's by no means ever going to fix everything. But what it will do is it will allow us to find one area that's a key priority for you to implement straight away into your business and allow you to just see the other areas that you need work on. It's a great stepping stone into the 12-week building block programme. Just book a chin wag, let's have a natter and let's see how I can help you. Reasons to be cheerful, part one. When things aren't going your way, it's easy to be demotivated. We can get down, we can overthink things. Goodness me, I know I've been there many a time. This is why it's really important to remember those reasons to be cheerful. And there are some tips for doing that. And our guest today has some fabulous tips on how to stay motivated. I promised you, larger than life, Larry Long Jr. All the way from across the pond, from the Sunshine State, he is going to bring his gold mic to the table today. and. Give us some reasons to be cheerful. Part one. We're making conversations about motivation count. What's new, Wendy Woo? Well, what can I tell you? The feedback that I've had from the dragon scenario has been incredible. What an opportunity. And... It's really opened my eyes to a lot of things. I'm going to be celebrating, so I have more than one reason to be cheerful. More than part two next week in a special episode. I've also got to remind you about a previous guest, Heidi Medina. She tuned in to Rob Begg's episode recently. And here's what she had to say. So much resonating with me and a reminder for things I used to believe so much and had slipped away from. Time to get the imagination kicking again and visualising that future I want. It got me to Portugal before. Now I want the rest of it. Heidi, you can have it all. Oh, and before I forget, Heidi's put together a downloadable on the show notes on the makingconversationscount.com website, especially for you, the listeners, on the guest resources page. Go over and check it out. So, Larry, you used to sell software to accountants. <laughs> what else have you done in your life? Oh, what else haven't I done? I've done it all. Come on, Wendy. I mean, I've been in software sales for a while, but I started off my career doing IT consulting at a company called Accenture. And uh, I learned Ooh, so much. They're just a little bitty company. Yeah, small startup, I think. <laughs> I, th- I think I was employee number 1,750,000. I was a little blip on the radar. Larry, who? Uh, but but I, I worked there for a little over three years. I made a pivot, a huge transition I uh, moved from D.C., Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area down to North Carolina to open an indoor baseball and softball 
and Rounders Academy teaching <laughs> youngsters how to play the game, but more importantly, learn about life, life lessons through sport, through team sport. Team building. Yes, yeah. that's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You can learn so much. Goal setting, dealing with adversity, dealing with failure in the game of baseball. Resilience. That's it. If you're a 70% failure in the game of baseball, someone's patting you on the back and you're going to the Hall of Fame. If you're a 300 hitter, which means that 70% of the time you are not successful, that's a good thing. It teaches you a lot about life and especially about sales, being able to overcome when things don't work out your way. Yeah. Do you know, we were talking about, I was talking about this with somebody yesterday about the difference in culture between America and Britain. Uh, it's, it's kind of like America is like embrace your failure, you know, whereas like in England, if it was somebody that had failed lots, we'd be going, oh, just leave them alone. Give up now. <laughs> just go find something else to do. <laughs> De- definitely a big difference. It's one of those things. And I've, I'm so fortunate. I've been in software sales for the majority of my career after my baseball academy failed. I've sold to CPAs, chartered accountants. I've sold to medical practices. I've sold to product managers. I've sold to elite athletic teams as director of collegiate sales for a company called Teamworks. We work with, I don't know who your allegiance is, but our our international team work with Liverpool and Arsenal and some of those other EPL teams. Oh, I see. He's only ever Aston Villa mentioned in the house. (laughs) (laughs) and in part because his granddad used to play for them back in the early days when they used to have you know hobnail boots and leather band balls that would uh, break bones but yeah it's interesting isn't it that you've sort of transitioned from there and I see you do a lot of uh, speaking events and stuff like that now is it fundamentally because you've kind of had this colorful career and you you kind of want to say to people look So long as you never give up trying, you can't be a failure. That's it right there. That's it. And I do a midweek, midday motivational minute. That's one of the, I'm giving you a little preview. Today's episode, we're going to talk about, hey, where are you at to your second half of the year goals? And uh, if you're not where you're at, don't give up. That's one of my points that I've got up there. (laughs) And I want to share just some encouragement with folks because so many times people give up when success is right around the corner. It's, it's like, hey, if you had just pushed on, if you had just pressed on and kept going, uh, the world is your oyster, but you gave up, you tapped out. And if well, you tap yeah, out, I you mean, have no chance. In the words of Forrest, right? The world is our lobster <laughs> or shrimp. And Close we, we, wasn't it Churchill that said, you know, you've got to, when you find yourself in darkness, and surrounded by fear, the only thing to do is to is to keep going. That's get it. through it. That's you, it. You've got to get the other side of it. That, yeah. That's it. You're, you're talking to somebody, uh, you know, I mean, I've had, what, two limited companies, third in the makings, franchise failure. <sighs> do you know? It's all a journey. And it's an adventure, or if you step into my shoes, Wendy, It's a misadventure, but hey, we're having fun (laughs) the entire way. And that's another point that I've got is you got to have fun. I think the millennials, they say something called YOLO. And I had to look in the dictionary. You only live once. Well, guess what? I live on a yo-yo going up 
and down on a Tuesday. So <laughs> we're having fun along the way. We're living, we're learning, and we're loving everything yeah. that we do. This has got to be where we've got to be in the moment, isn't it? That's right. Today, That's right. now, this is great. This is Car- what's happening. Carpe, carpe diem. Seize the day, each and every moment. And I know we're going to talk about conversations that count. My theme really revolves around seizing each and every moment because tomorrow's not promised. We're all running a race and we don't know when our finish line is coming. So we better make sure that we take care of our business right now, right here, each and every moment. No regrets, right? That's right. So true. So true. And I made a recent transition. So I've been in software sales leadership. I'm now rocking the mic as a full-time keynote speaker as of March 26. I'm full-time as a speaker, as a coach, and as a trainer. I'm living the dream. I I have to pinch myself each and every morning to say, (laughs) is this real? I get to talk for a living? I used to get in trouble for talking. My teachers, hey, Larry, shut up. Now I get I know exactly what you mean. This is kind of it. I mean, I've people have said to me recently, what's going on? I'm like, I love doing my podcast. It's, and it's like, I love it. I could just do it all the time. That's all I want to do. And but really, seriously, since 1989, I have been talking to strangers for a living. And and I've loved it. And I'm so good at it. I'm still doing it. <laughs> it's like, and I want to I want to help people do that for themselves. I want them to have that confidence of being a if it even if it comes to that you uh, that confident that you copy me and you're in the queue at the supermarket checkout and you start talking to the person in front and behind. I've done it where those people have actually known people that they and they're related and they didn't know and it's because I struck up a conversation. It's amazing. You it's just amazing. you know Six degrees of separation. Nah, it's got to be less than that now, right? (laughs) Conversation has always counted for you. Being in sales, having to, you know, find out what people's needs are and matching those. That's really, you know, sales is kind of one of those gigs that sets you up for every situation, doesn't it? Well, sales is in every aspect of our life. Whether you have the title or not, you're selling. If you've got kids, you're selling. If you're in a relationship, oh, you're selling. If you go to an interview, you better be selling if you want to get that job. But so many times sales gets this negative connotation. Oh, no, not sales. It's ick. It's ick. (laughs) And that's actually my keynote speech is sales is not a four-letter word. It's not a naughty word. Sales is a great thing if you're doing it the right way. And like you said, conversations, that's a two-way street. Most, when I think about communication and conversation, we've been blessed with two ears and one mouth for a reason. My, my theme for 2021, I don't know if you can tell, it's listen. Yeah, I, got, I had a guest come on and shared the episode and he said, Wendy's a great host. She just let me talk. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Honestly, I just was a good listener at drawing out the right thing. And that's kind of what a conversation's about, right? 
this morning I had a Zoom call and there was a young apprentice and his boss and they said, oh, well, we're doing some training, but we thought we'd check you out as well. And I was like, OK. And I knew exactly who they were using. I knew the methods. It's my job to know that, right? And I just said, well, you're going to do the same stuff, but you're going to do it my way. That's the difference. And they said, yeah, well, you know, it's not about talking about the product first or anything like that. It's about asking all the right questions. And I went, is it? How many questions have you got? And the fingers were going up and this and then, you know, it was like the Bible, you know, the Bible questions, the what, how, when, where, why and all this. And I was like, really? I ask one question. And I'm not going to tell you what that question is, but the rest of it is a conversation. That's my way. That's right. Conversations, making them count. And they definitely they hold so much weight. And I think that this pandemic has shown the power of conversations, which is the genesis of relationships in a relationship. You've got to have conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's like the dating apps. If you go onto a dating app and you're looking for a partner, you're looking for a little love, you know, you're going to make an instant judgment, aren't you? So isn't that the same in a business world when you go on to, you know, the likes of LinkedIn or Facebook, depending on where it is that you're shopping around, checking people out, stalking them a little, <laughs> no. a little. <laughs> just a little tiny bit. But you will, you're, you're going to go and you're going to make those judgment calls. It's the same because that's the basis that we have. And, you know, much the same as starting a conversation. If you can't do that jumping off the page, You've got, what, seven seconds to make an impression? That's right, if even. Yeah. I asked another guest, Kim. She's a great leadership coach. She's like boardroom. She goes into the boardrooms and she sorts the men out. I think it's brilliant. She's ace. She's a good mate. And I said to her, and I'll ask you the same question, how long do you think it takes before somebody's decided whether they're going to use you or not? Oh, they make an instant judgment very quickly. I would say less than... I don't know, less than 120 seconds, less than two minutes. Yeah, I agree. I said, for the sake of argument, we'll give an estimate of about five minutes. Right? Okay. Within about five minutes. And you've done all the pleasantries of meeting each other and how are you and the weather and the this and the that, right? Because that's how it goes. And uh, in five minutes, you've decided whether you actually like that person enough to take that relationship to the next base. That's right. That's right. Then we go and talk ourselves out of that decision, don't we? <laughs> because logic kicks in and we have to unpick it and make sure that we made the right decisions for logical reasons, you know. But honestly, in five minutes, that's the gig. The emotions, the, the trust. I mean, yeah. you, you hear all the time. KLT, people buy from people they know, they like, and they trust. And then they back that, that, that decision up with the logic, with the data uh, that supports it. But uh, I would say that people make judgments pretty quickly. And then from there, you can either continue to build equity or you can, uh-oh, you can leak and you can lose it and then, poof, be gone. So I think a real skill for anybody, because we are all in sales, we've established this already, 
is to know when you're not going to get a home run, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't that what the problem, one of the problems is? They will still try to force that square peg in the round hole because, you know, on paper, we know you need it and I need the target and I'm going to make you have it. Just move on. That's what the best sales professionals do. They realize they qualify very strongly as well as very quickly. And they qualify as well as disqualify. And they say, you know what? Nope, not going to happen right now. One of the best that I've ever seen, young lady named Sonia McBride, one of the best. She asked the tough questions, even via the phone. She would look the prospect in the eye and say, like you said, you know, within five minutes, whether we're going to be working together. Will we be working together? Yeah. That silence that everybody has to fill. Oh, it is. That's that's a golden, golden mic lesson right there. I'm going to drop the mic on you. (laughs) (laughs) So conversations, what's it like being a keynote speaker and you being the one doing all the talking? I love it. But contrary to belief, I'm not the one doing all the talking. Uh, And I think that's what makes a great keynote speaker is to be engaging, but also to be interactive. Folks don't like to be blah. I mean, I I can go to a lecture. I can go back to university if I want a lecture. And today we're going to learn about 1820. No, let me get involved in the mix. I don't know about 1820. (laughs) it was a good year (laughs) but I I absolutely love just being able to have a positive impact and that's really what caused me to make the jump there was a lot of fear uncertainty and doubt in my mind but I said hey Larry this is really what you need to be doing this is for me this is God's plan for me to be out there impacting people in a positive way that's really the, the legacy that my father passed along to me. He was a track athlete. So he essentially passed that baton on to me. I'm now passing that baton to my kids, my family, my friends, my colleagues, acquaintances, anyone that I touch. I'm trying to have a positive impact in their life because whether you know it or not, you're having an impact on people with each interaction. It's either going to be here, two thumbs up. Or it's going to be here, two thumbs down. Essentially, I make a choice that I'm going to make that thing positive. I absolutely agree. Through lockdown, there was an awful lot of stuff that I had to kind of keep scrolling past. Because if you let it, it will bring you down. And my positive action every day was I shared a cartoon to make people smile. If people didn't see it at the right time every morning, they were like messaging me, where's your cartoon today? (laughs) I love it. And Wendy, you're so true. You are what you eat. And I'm not talking about food because I love to eat. But essentially, you are what you eat. What books are you reading? What, What podcasts are you listening to? What people are you surrounding yourself with? What are you feeding your mind? your body and your soul on a daily basis. And what are you putting out there? What you put out is generally what you receive. So uh, if you're a negative Nancy, a negative Nelly, 
It's kind of like what sweet Georgia Brown. You have to Google sweet Georgia Brown. She said, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) I haven't got time for negativity. My dad was a procrastinator. And it would drive me mental. And somebody said, oh, was he a ruminator? I had to Google what ruminating was, you know, because I just thought, is that somebody that just walks into the room? and like terminates it I don't know you know because he wasn't that at all he was a lovely lovely man right but he would just drive you mad with the same problem and talk about it over and over and over again and it didn't matter how many times you you try and you know solve the problem give suggestions here's advice here's opinion here's a this still stuck on the same thing I was just like I can't talk to you about it anymore because you're not going to change and my advice has run out. <laughs> so I can't I, be the change that you want. Right. Isn't it? That's right. If you're moaning about it, change it or move away. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's controlling the controllables and only you can make it happen. Now you can use support, but essentially <clears throat> I use an acronym called EAT. Uh, and actually, I'm trying to cut down on eat, so I'll call it tea. And uh, in my case, I'm in North Carolina. We drink not hot tea, but cold, sweet tea. You can control how you treat other people. You can control your emotions. And then the A, you can control your actions and your attitude. Outside of that, you can't. I can't control other people. I can't control outside influences, but I can control what happens right, right here in this aura. There's something to be said for being in a bubble. Somebody right. said to me the other day, I'm going to tell you something. I went, don't burst my bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I am quite happy in the um, knowledge that I've got. Thank you. If it's going to burst my bubble, keep it to yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't, don't rain on my parade. <laughs> Let me tell you about my Power Up programme. An hour and a half with me and accountability later. It's by no means ever going to fix everything. But what it will do is it will allow us to find one area that's a key priority for you to implement straight away into your business and allow you to just see the other areas that you need work on. It's a great stepping stone into the 12-week building block program. Just book a chin wag, let's have a natter and let's see how I can help you. I don't want it. I don't want it. Now, conversation being so important and clearly mindset, motivation, positivity is all kind of, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm vibed out. I, I know. I think it's only right to sort of say to you, right, I want to know what this conversation was that you had that created a turning point because it could be anything. And, you know, we've not discussed it before. Just, you know, tell everybody, Larry, this is top secret stuff, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Throw away the key. But I need you to spill now. Are you ready? I'm locked and loaded. (laughs) So, So this one, and I appreciate it because it didn't take me long to really determine that this is the conversation. Uh, Let's rewind back December the 10th of 2015. 
my father, Larry Long, I'm Larry Long Jr. My father uh, was getting treatment in Boston for a disease called amyloidosis, it's cancer of the blood. And uh, he had a scare over Thanksgiving. My sister and I flew up uh, to be with him and he made it through Thanksgiving. But December 10th, I spoke to him. My kids called him Pops. I said, hey, how you feeling? My dad was a pop. Yeah. (laughs) Small world. Great minds think alike. I said, how you feeling, Pops? He said, best I've ever felt. He passed away on December 11th, 2015. That was a bold-faced lie that he told. And really, my, my takeaways, there's a lot. But my top two takeaways, number one, positivity is a choice. And it's your choice. Mm-hmm. My, my father grew up in the projects. He grew up in the ghetto of Baltimore City. Only one from his family to graduate high school. And essentially, he had to talk himself up to be able to have success in life. He went to college as a track. He was a long jumper, triple jumper. We got the Olympics going on. I love this time of year. It brings back so many great memories. But the mind is powerful and positivity. There's a quote by Henry Ford. Whether you think you can... Or whether you think you can't, you're You're right. right. (laughs) So so my dad was trying to psych his mind up to have an impact on his body to say this is the best I've ever felt, even though it wasn't. Now, number two, and this is a tough one. He was trying to protect me, Mm -hmm. my kids, my wife, my sister, my mom who was there with him. He was looking out for us to not worry about him And, and to think about that selflessness, that intentionality, that I don't want you to worry about me. You focus on you, I'm going to be okay. It's just touching. So I take that baton from him and every day, positivity is a choice. And then how can I impact someone else's life for the positive? That's what I'm all about. And, And it's in his honor. It's uh taking his example, but that conversation, huge impact on me. I would say it's similar to my dad. I lost him 24th of December, Christmas Eve, 2008. My youngest daughter was four months old. I wasn't able to spend a lot of time with him because I was pregnant and the the treatment that he was having would affect me or potentially my daughter. And he ended up in a hospice. He sort of, he went home Uh, from hospital one time and then family members were looking after him my brother was looking after him he did a fabulous job and my youngest sister came to help my brother it wasn't really a help my dad rang me and went can you get me out of here (laughs) (laughs) I need to get out of here they're driving me mad and it was it, it caused an argument you know, because it was like, oh, here's Wendy, come to flipping, you know, interfere and one thing or another. I went, no, have you listened to your dad? Our dad is saying that he doesn't want what you're offering. So I'm here to make sure he gets what he wants because there's no going back from this. And I remember he was high on um, morphine and he was in the last days. My dad was a smoker to the end right he was in his early 60s when he passed away so no real age and it was so funny that he was still smoking wow pretend 
on, on his bed and he was smoking and I just went to him, hey, and he went, what? And I put my hand out for the ash. <laughs> sorry, he said. <laughs> so he's like, over my hand with his pretend cigarette. His last words to me, because this was the last visit that I had with him, was, and, and I don't like to swear, but I have, I can't avoid that this was his last phrase to me, was, Wendy, don't take no shit. Love it. He knew what I was susceptible. And that was his, you know, you've got to stop taking it. <laughs> and, and he's in here all the time. So our dads know what that precious gift is that they pass on to us. So, yeah, you've kind of, look, look at me, you know. Me too. For the listeners, yeah, you've got a deeper shade. <laughs> I'm turning purple, Papa Smurf. It's, it's highly emotive, but do you know what? Uh, it doesn't make me upset anymore. I do get emotional. I could sense when you were speaking it's an emotional thing, but it's, it doesn't upset me. It doesn't make me cry or anything like that. It actually kind of, it's, it's, it's like he stuck a steel rod at my backside and gone, here you go. This is what you need. You have this now to take you forward. I love it. I love it. It's a blessing. I can tell you don't take no sh- Pardon no, my <laughs> I really try not to. I can be known. I have my moments of weakness. We're all human. Right. Remember, right. we must remember that we're human and we are susceptible to certain leakages. Let's call them that. <laughs> That's right. We live and we learn. Live and we learn. We do, we do, we do. <laughs> It's a beautiful story. Thank you, Larry. It's testament to what you were saying about you are what you eat. You've got a big bite out of your popper. (laughs) I've been so blessed, just so blessed. And it's one of those things where things happen to us in life. And the big question is, what you're going to do about it? I've had uh, a failed business, which made me gun shy to go out on my own because it's tough when you have a business that you pour your heart, your soul, your everything into, and it doesn't work. It's like, uh-oh, do I want to go down this road again? But then that voice of my dad comes down. He says, go for it. I didn't, you can't have my name with an attitude of weakness, with a being meek. No, be strong, believe in yourself and give it your all. That's all you can do is give it your all and what's meant to be will be. And what I've learned is my business failing before, that was a lesson. That was one of the building blocks to to help me in the place that I'm in today and to help me help others with wherever they are that, hey, life isn't all sunshine and roses. Oh, it's not rainbows and unicorns. No, 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 no. And, and a good point there, though, Larry, really, you know, you know, we were saying earlier, embrace your failure. Well, right. yes. So long as you learn the lesson. That's right. Don't or be hard. Gonna, 
you're going to be stuck in embracing failure and, and you're just going to be attracting more failure if you get stuck in there. If you don't learn the lesson, that's the key po- point. You know, m- you've got to be able to move on from that. So question for you, you've got kids, right? Yes, 11-year-old son, 7-year-old daughter. Another Larry? Yes, Larry Long III. That's my little Trey Trey. Uh-huh. He, we, we call him Hurricane Trey. He's he's a piece of work. <laughs> he, <laughs> might, I, he must get it from his mama. <laughs> I was going to say there's going to be a, a high-velocity collaboration there. <laughs> Larry, I can only thank you for your high energy. Um, for the lessons that you've shared today it's been an absolute pleasure i i've my my face aches i've laughed so much it's brought back some wonderful memories for me and i'm sure that the listeners will be sort of counting their blessings too i certainly hope so wendy i can't thank you enough the privilege and the pleasure is all mine i'm just fortunate and blessed to have met you, an amazing person. Thank you, oh, Wendy. No, thank you. Larry, With if everybody wants to keep on the conversation, I encourage people to carry on the conversation. Don't just listen, get involved, you know, reach out. Where's the best place for them to find you? There's two places. Follow me on LinkedIn. I'm maxed out on connections. 30,000 is the limit, but follow me on LinkedIn. Send me a message and we can communicate and keep the conversation going. Or you can always find me at my website, LarryLongJr.com. Happy to engage with you at either of those places. Now, is it junior in full, J-U-N-I-O-R? Or uh, J-R. Yes, Larry Long, J-R. I really hope you feel like you know Larry. I feel like I know Larry. Larry is a fabulous guy. Do carry on the conversation with him. He's got some great tips. And of course, it all sings back to resilience and, you know, those misadventures that sometimes we have. Carry on the conversation. Larry's has written a letter to listeners. It's on the website, makingconversationscount.com. And he's also put together a free download for you on his top five motivating tips for success. So, Reasons to be Cheerful, part two. Next week, I have the laughter man, Pete McCann, for a very special episode and ha okay <laughs>